What's up, guys? This is episode three of Run the Rack. My name is Jeff, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about the online dating experience. What's going to make this discussion a little bit different is that I'm going to do my best to give you the online dating experience from the perspective of an Asian male. Before we dive into a discussion, I think we should define what online dating is exactly. And in my opinion, Online dating is anything that uses the internet to help you make an initial connection with somebody. Back in the day, online dating used to be websites like Plenty of Fish and Match.com. And in the current day, online dating means using apps on your phone like Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. And actually, one of the dating apps that a lot of people don't really consider a dating app but it is, if you think about it, is Instagram. So now that we have an initial understanding of what it means to be online dating, I thought I would share a little bit about myself as it pertains to my online dating experience. I'll start by telling you a little bit about one of the profiles that I have on the dating app called Hinge. My profiles just got about six photos of myself that clearly show my face in the pictures. It shows a few things that I'm interested in doing. Uh, I've got a picture here with some friends um, hanging out at a restaurant. And then my profile tells people how old I am. So I'm 36 years old. It says that I'm a straight male. I'm five foot seven, East Asian. It says that I do drink, I don't smoke, I don't smoke marijuana, and I don't do drugs. And then it has my city that I live in, as well as my university that I went to. One of the things about Hinge that I really like is that the app will give you prompts to respond to in order to help you build up your profile. And as I'm looking at the prompts that I responded to in my Hinge profile now, I'm realizing I didn't do a great job with my responses. But I'll tell you anyway what I responded with. So the first prompt says, I'm a regular at, and I put the gym. And the next prompt says, the way to win me over is, and I answered with banter. And the final prompt says, I geek out on, and I put podcasts. So you can see that I didn't give a lot of information in my responses to these prompts. I've seen profiles that have paragraph answers to these prompts. But I also see a lot of profiles that have no description at all. And it's not an uncommon thing, and I understand why, because I think it's very difficult when you're writing an online dating profile to write something that doesn't make you seem self-centered or arrogant. And I think that a lot of people want to be seen in a positive way right off the bat. However, if you don't have anything in your description, then all people have to go off of is your photos. And I actually think that the majority of people do base their decision about whether they say yes to someone or no to someone on these apps based primarily on their photos. When I think about my own experience using online dating apps, there have been very few times where someone's description has been the main deciding factor for me of whether or not I say yes to them or no to them. The reason why I don't put too much emphasis 
on the descriptions in people's profiles when deciding who to say yes to and who to say no to is because I'm a very visual person. And naturally, when you meet somebody, the first thing you notice about them is how they look. It's no different with online dating. In fact, with online dating apps, the profile picture is the largest part of someone's profile as soon as you open it. And I don't think this is a mistake in the design of the online dating app. I think whoever created these online dating apps understands how the human psyche works and how we are visual creatures. So with that being said, it doesn't mean that I don't care about personality, but my own personal dating experience has been that I need the visual component as well as the personality component. And I can't have one without the other. I don't want someone that I'm physically attracted to that has a personality that I'm not attracted to. And at the same time, I don't want someone who has a personality I'm attracted to that I'm not physically attracted to. And I get a lot of flack for that, for the reasons of, well, a person's personality can make them more physically attractive. Sure, I'm not denying that can happen, but I'm speaking on my behalf and I'm telling you that I need both components to be there in order for the attraction to carry on. If there's one thing I've learned over time using these dating apps, it's that you have to try to get to a point where you're honest with yourself. And what I just told you is something that I had been in denial about for a long time. I actually used to be of the mindset that I could be attracted to someone's personality and not have the physical attraction there. But I've come to that realization and I've accepted it. So I understand that because of the way that I think, the pool of people available to me for dating is going to be smaller. And I'm okay with that. That's not something that I'm fighting anymore which I'm worried that there are people out there who are telling themselves a lie when really they should be having a really honest conversation about what they want out of all of this. There's no reason to lie to yourself. The only person that's going to suffer in that situation is you. And you may even end up hurting somebody else if you're not completely honest. So at this point, I think I've given a decent background on online dating apps and what mindset I'm approaching them from. I can probably just jump right into some details about how many matches I'm getting on these dating apps, what kind of people I'm matching with, and how things are actually turning out for me. So I've been using Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge as of late. And in the past, I've used Plenty of Fish and eHarmony. And my online dating hasn't been terrible, but I would definitely say it's not been great. I'm somewhere in the middle, but leaning more towards the unsuccessful side. And I don't think this is uncommon, which is why I'm sharing this in case anyone is listening and thinking that everybody has success using online dating apps. 
I'm here to tell you that as an Asian male dating on the west coast of British Columbia, Canada, it's tough out there. I don't know how else to describe it. And I'll get into why I think it's tough for a lot of people a little bit later, but I want to talk about my personal experience using these apps now. So I would say, overestimating a little bit, I would get 20 matches each year on any given dating app. And when you think of 20 matches in a year, it might sound like a lot to you, but you have to remember that you may not have a conversation with everybody you match with. There have been a lot of times where I've matched with somebody, I've sent them an initial message and I get no response back. That also happens the other way around. I get people who match with me who send me the initial message and I don't respond back. And in those cases, when I don't respond back, it's usually because the initial message seems too basic. Like they just sent, uh, hey, how's it going? Or even just, hey, which is totally unbelievable that I wouldn't respond to something like that. Because in real life, when you talk to your friends, you always respond when they say, hey, why wouldn't you respond to a stranger who finds you attractive because you match with them on an app just because they said, hey, as I'm saying this out loud, it's not making any sense to me, but I can assure you and anyone else who's used an online dating app can probably vouch for this. Receiving hey feels very offensive when using an online dating app. I can't really explain why, but I think it has something to do with thinking that the other person didn't put any effort into the message that they sent, when actually sending the message in the first place is more than you were doing anyway. So you kind of owe it to that person to at least respond and then see if the conversation goes anywhere from there. So what kind of people are my matching with? on the online dating apps that I use? The simple answer is white girls. Why is that? Because the majority of the profiles that I see on the online dating apps are white girls. There's hardly any profiles of Asian girls or girls of other ethnicities. And I'm not sure why, but I'm okay with it because for my entire life, I've always been attracted to Caucasian people. I know I'm Chinese, but I grew up in Canada and I've always had friends of all different ethnicities. But for whatever reason, I just find myself attracted to white girls. When I do end up matching with somebody on a dating app and we have good conversation going back and forth, I usually end up meeting the person in real life about 20% of the time. And I'm not sure if that's high or low. And I'm not sure if people would recommend trying to increase that number. But it's actually partly my own doing that I don't meet everybody that I match with and have conversation with. I'm a little bit scared of being taken advantage of when meeting somebody that I have no connection with whatsoever. Uh, I can remember hearing stories about people who 
go on dates with guys just to get a free meal out of the date. And I think that's completely dishonest. I don't even know what else to say about that. So I feel a little bit cautious when it comes to online dating still, even though I've been doing it for a while. But as of late, I've been more protective of my heart. And I think that's probably why my meeting in real life percentage is still fairly low. But that's okay. I don't think it needs to be a high number like 50% or 75% because at the end of the day, all it really takes is for you to meet that one person who you connect with. It's not about how many people you connect with. It's about finding someone who has that quality connection. So as an Asian male who prefers to date Caucasian, I've always been curious about why it seems like my success rate is so low. And I think in general, when you're talking about interracial dating, the numbers are going to be a lot lower than people who date within their own race. But it seemed to me like I was having a lot less success than everybody else. So I've been doing some research on this and trying to find other people who discuss this topic. And I was motivated by a podcast that I saw about a year ago that made some really good points on the subject of why Asian males have it so difficult when dating in Western culture. And this isn't supposed to be some kind of cry for pity, but I'm genuinely curious as to how other people think. And I wasn't having a lot of success, so I was trying to figure out how could I make my experience online dating better. And the way that I decided to approach this was to try and understand where other people are coming from. So last night, I was searching for an article online that discussed the topic of Asian men dating in Western culture. And I came across an article that said, a large body of sociological research has found that Asian men are the least desirable people in the dating pool. So you can imagine reading that it doesn't feel great as an Asian man, but I already knew this. I knew this through my own experience. I knew this through talking to people that I know, but it's interesting to see that people have studied this, which tells me that I'm not the only person who had this question about why is it so difficult to date in Western culture. One of the things that's hard to deny is the differences in values between Eastern culture and Western culture. So in Eastern culture, being conservative and traditional is what's valued. And in Western culture, it's more about breaking through boundaries and barriers. In Eastern culture, there's more of a priority on your elders and your family versus the Western culture where the focus is more on the individual. And in Eastern culture, when it comes to expression of emotion, it's preferred if that's subtle versus Western culture where open and direct communication is encouraged. So if we take these values of Eastern and Western culture 
and apply them to the males of that society, it almost looks like a blueprint of what that society would consider masculine. Now, here's where you can imagine an Asian male who grew up in Western society having a conflict because someone like myself who now lives in Western society but still has Eastern values may be considered less masculine than someone who has Western values. And I think when we're talking about attraction, women are typically attracted to men who are masculine. And masculine means different things in different cultures. So that's where the conflict lies. And I'm not the type of person who's going to change myself just because someone prefers something else. But I will say that I am aware of this discrepancy and I'm not really sure what to do about it or if there's anything that I even need to do about it. But I think it's helpful to have an understanding of what's going on. I think it'll give you peace of mind when you understand how everybody else is thinking. And hopefully it also helps reassure you that there's nothing wrong with yourself. And it's really just a difference in the value system. And if you happen to transport that value system into another society, it doesn't react the same way as if it was in the society where the values were developed. Something that is not doing the Asian male any favors is the media. And it's not something that I started paying attention to until recently. But when you take a step back and you look at the amount of Asian male representation in the media, things like TV shows and movies, the amount of representation is shockingly low. And not only that, when Asian males are portrayed in the media, they are almost always portrayed as this goofy, nerdy, clumsy character who is not supposed to be masculine in any sort of way. He's usually just portrayed as the joke of the show. And I think that hurts Asian males a lot because... Whether we realize it or not, the media has a very big influence on our thoughts and the way that we perceive other people. We can try and deny that, but I think we're all guilty of being brainwashed by the media at some point in our lives. It's something I think that they're aware of, but they're not willing to change or do anything about it at this point. So how do I circle this back to my online dating experience? I mentioned that I've had some success, but not to the level that I would have hoped. And I feel like it's not anybody's fault. There's a lot of factors at play. And I'm just appreciating having a better understanding of how people are thinking and how they're influenced. And 
I also believe that we're not set in our ways and we all have the ability to change. Some people are more willing to than others. And I don't think anyone needs to change. You like what you like. But I do encourage people to open their minds and try and expand what they've been taught their entire lives. And that advice goes for me too. I think I work really hard on expanding my knowledge and acceptance of other people. And I would hope others are trying to do the same in in their own way. With that being said, I hope I gave you a little bit of insight into what the online dating world has been like for me. Some of the struggles that I faced and why I think those struggles exist. Honestly, I don't have any solutions at this point. So it's just a lot of discussion. It's one of those things that people will never stop talking about. Relationships are a topic that will always be discussed until the end of time. So trying to find the answers almost seems never ending. So that's really all I had to say for this episode. Thank you again for supporting the podcast. It's been really fun for me to be able to speak my mind and hopefully share some knowledge that you guys find useful. Or if you just find it interesting, that's also great. So we'll see you in the next episode.